Hi everyone and welcome back on the show on Radio Arma as every Monday or beginning of the week, uh, depending on the latency, we uh, have to publish the episodes. Um, you are listening to the Radio Arma with you, myself, Flash Ranger and Cyrus. Hi Cyrus. Hello, how are we doing guys? Yeah, we're doing fine and we are going just before we introduce a very exciting guest, uh, exciting guest. We are going to talk about our you know, our personal um feelings and and uh thoughts about what's coming in uh and what we would like to see coming in uh, a close future um DLC wise, um uh, content wise. Um, we're not going to talk too much about the old man DLC. Um, uh, there's, there's some exciting news. I will not share about that. Um, but that's going to be some, some very, very exciting content. And, uh, it's things that you can find on big titles in the game industry. And we need, we need more Intel on those kind of things. So I'm shouting out to to Bohemia, give us some intel, please. This is going to be so exciting. What, Cyrus, what what will you see coming? I mean, they they talked about the third party DLC, uh, some some other exciting content we don't have any names for. What what would you like to see coming? Well, what I'd really like to see, I think, um, is getting a lot more of the community in on the, the modding a lot more of the modding community in on making official content for the game. I, I think the the breadth of knowledge that the community has and the creativity that's out there means that they could basically get whatever they want put into this game. It would just be a case of making it fit with the way the game works. So, like, I think I'd like to see maybe some more old, uh, old-timey gear starting to roll into armor 3's setting so like things that some of the the poorer countries in the world could be using or something like that so yeah so more guerrilla type or um historical yeah, exactly. types yeah gotcha and that could yeah that could make it interesting like if it's just like you know recovered old vehicles you know from uh so what is it 2030 is uh the setting for armor so like 30 40 year old uh vehicles and weapons in that period would be you know like your modern day stuff but you well, can have even older things in there yeah i think we're we're going to get lucky i mean the third party dlc i think is completely that i mean they're reaching out to the community to uh build a dlc with them and and i'm i'm really excited to see what's coming um we've got you know some some slight weird intel coming from from different sides it's all speculation mm. we don't know about anything and and obviously bohemia doesn't want to uh, uh us to know about any anything um and that's perfectly fine we're we're perfectly going to respect that but i mean if if i was uh invited as a content creator uh, to to that kind of thing i would be so excited and i personally think that the big titles you know the rhs ace 
uh, uh, AFA3, uh, all those big mods on song as well. Those big mods are most likely to, you know, be part of, uh, of the, um, of the journey. And, um, mm. I mean, DLC, DLC wise, you need, you need really, um, sharp people with, with good knowledge of the armor three universe, uh, with the armor series, sorry, universe. Uh, we saw through social media that, um, Icebreaker was had been invited to that uh, big uh, meeting in uh, in um, Czech Republic, uh, where they invited people to to come. Um, obviously, we couldn't uh, recognize all the faces. It's always uh, a bit hard to recognize faces on on nicknames. Um, mm. But that guy was there. Uh, he's a terrain maker. We're probably going to uh, get him on the show. In a short time, that's just a hint. <laughs> He's probably going to come in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would see those big mods coming up uh, on that third-party DLC. Is it? We don't even know if it's going to be one big DLC, maybe uh, a few little ones, maybe a few big ones. Who knows? Um, that would that really sounds amazing, and I really want to see more content coming up. Um, apart from that. I think we can go on with the main interview of this week. Um, speaking of big mods, this week it's AFA3. Let's jump into it. Today we have El Tyrannos with, with us um, to talk about the AFA3 mod on Armor 3. We are very blessed and happy to have you on the show um, to have all your, you know, your thoughts and insights on your universe and what you do and the 18 months that you've been uh, uh, having developing this awesome content you just released a few weeks ago. Um, so... Why not tell us about uh, a bit more about you and uh, who you are and uh, what's your background in armor uh, so people can get to know who's talking. Yeah, so I'm El Chiranos. I'm from France. Uh, I started playing armor on armor 1 and I was a former uh, like competitive FPS gamer. I started on Call of Duty 1. Uh, which I was a modder on already back in 2004, was mostly into level design. Uh, then I started playing Arma. I left gaming for a few years while I was in French army. And when I got out, I got back into modding and into Arma 3. So, so here I am. Yeah. So you, you learned modding by yourself? or yeah, because completely. Is it completely by yourself yep. that's not your like your real life job or no, no, no. <laughs> okay so that's quite impressive being part of one of the leading mods in armor 3 uh, and and having learned everything from scratch that's pretty i started I mean, quite young i was like 14 15 with with what game did you start? Uh, Call of Duty one, you know, when it, back Club? when it was a, a great game and a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. little little uh, wink to the yeah. developers of the game. Okay, well that's that's awesome. Um, we are going to talk uh, this week about the mod, about everything that's you know uh, around it. Um, we're probably going to start with the team that's uh, behind you, obviously, and with you. Um, you're part of the leading elements in that uh, IFA3 modding team. 
Am I correct? Yep, I'm mostly in charge of the 3D team. And the, you know that we are working on thematic updates all the time. So I'm trying to focus the assets creation and I'm trying to guide the new 3D artists into the engine and mostly working on the assets importation. Gotcha. Okay. So importation, does that mean it's imported from somewhere else? Means like no, you. It's like you. You are an artist. You are going to create your three D asset, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take over and make it compatible with the engine. Oh, okay, uh, okay, got it. So implement it into the three yeah, game. Yeah, got it. So who's who's actively working on the mod? Uh, I obviously believe there's a lot of people. Um, we're not going to name them. We are no. very <laughs> grateful for them to be there. And we obviously thank them for all their hard work. But what can you tell us about that modding team working behind you and, and with you? We are uh, in all. Uh, IFA 3 is about three years th- this summer. Uh, and uh, we are in all about 50 contributors. And in all those 50, we have about 20 that left or got inactive. So they've contributed in the past. Uh, And we are still about 30 active. Uh, From them are 16 core members that are mostly active. And in all, we are, like daily, we are about uh, 10, 10 persons. Okay. And like, do you have a like gravitating people like testers i mean um that kind of population around yeah, you we have eight uh so to say official testers uh, not including of course all the community feedback but eight people we have uh, access to the rc builds and that we rely on to give us uh, more feedbacks directly okay so that means they're um, you said eight official testers. Does that mean uh, they are, I mean, you selected them specifically for their quality feedback and they're, they've been, you know, officially testing every single release you've made. Is that it? Yeah, this, they are just, they have access to the dev build and they are selected back on their um reliability. It means that they are uh, mostly active community members already. And serious uh, people, obviously. Yeah, they're serious. Yeah, it's that we know we won't have any leaks. That we will have feedbacks if we ask them directly to do it. In the coming days, we'll have some mm. reports and so on. Gotcha. Okay. And um, I see there's honorary. Uh, on- I'm probably going to miss on- on- honorary honorary <laughs> members. Uh, what are those? Yeah, those are uh, people who contributed in the past or. Oh, gave okay, us right. a, a so, script or whatever and okay, so, they're not contributing anymore. Okay, so those were the people you were talking about just, just before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's jump in directly into the core topic which is the V34 update uh, that you published uh, a few um, few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I understand you've spent 18 months, that's what I read on your uh, forum website yeah. uh, 18 months developing this it's kind of massive isn't it yeah it is you have to understand that it's like it's spent over 18 months 
but you are not constantly working on it because as you know we are amateurs we are not working full time so and we released other updates at the same at the same time so we were not like 100% on this update but it was it. more like on on the wrong, on the on the long run yeah Okay, I get it. So obviously, there's there's been a, a lot of work um, over time, and not just eighteen months full. Yeah, yeah it's modding um, this. The the crunch uh, period uh, was about five weeks, the five <laughs> last weeks, and uh, the, it 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 went into the main focus about uh, uh, four months four months before the release. I see. Okay, so we're talking about real numbers here. Um, we're going to talk about one of the key things of your, of your key features of your communications on on um, on Reddit, on the forums, on BI forums, on on Twitter, on YouTube, is the trailer, the YouTube trailer. Um, this trailer, I I viewed it um, same as everybody else uh, when it came out. It's an awesome trailer. Who did it? Who created the, it? Yeah, it's Yegor who did it. Uh, so he's from Britain. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, an old member of the of the IFA three community. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so. he's uh, our uh, historical researcher, and he's also working on an unannounced terrain. Ooh, that's that's cool. And uh, uh, that's sad we couldn't have him uh, come to. Uh, to uh, answer a few questions obviously there's going to be a few questions about the re historical research you know behind uh, all the yeah. uh, work I, you're doing i, I can answer it's it's fine <laughs> perfect then good amazing um so in that trainer in that trailer sorry we saw a lot of content uh, some new content obviously that was the point and we saw especially terrains uh which terrains all those those new terrains you built brought to the uh to to the mod yeah though the trailer is recorded on uh el alamein because uh, the second map which is tobruk wasn't uh, finished yet and not in a good enough state to be the uh, the recording place and of course the Trailer is the desert uh, focused. Uh, I think, if I recall correctly, is there an European uh, teaser inside? I'm not sure, but um, uh, I, I don't remember. No, I don't. I, think, I so. think there's not. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, it's mostly desert focused. So we decided to focus it, and then we have also all the Euro European uh, content on top. Yeah, that's anyways there's there's a few videos that um have been spotted on the internet. We'll talk more mm -hmm. about those uh in in uh in a close future in the in this interview. Um but but yeah, there was a lot of content, uh new terrains, new new vehicles, new uh weapons, um a hell lot of new features. And um we we so can you like what's your favorite assets from from that trailer? What what are your heart uh, assets <laughs> you've you've been uh, pushing into this uh, new update? <laughs> well, that's a very good question <laughs> because I'm involved in most of them. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, your your favorites. Uh, I I'd say the gameplay features are my best. Uh, I'm not the main author of them, uh, like the uh, white phosphorus uh, bayonets. Bagpipes and etc. Uh, I like when the game, 
Yeah, <laughs> I like when the game is getting more complex. Uh, so I like those uh, new gameplay features. And uh, otherwise, uh, as an asset, just to focus one, uh, I'd say that uh, I, I quite like the Crusader um, tank. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, we've got, we're going to talk about uh, all those features um, during this podcast. Uh, but yeah, we've got feedback already of, of teams playing uh, on those assets and people are loving it for sure. Um, let's get into the Red Devil and Desert Rats update, the, the real name uh, that you guys selected for, for this update. Um, I've done a bit of research, and the Red Devils are currently, or were, sorry, a uh, a World War II parachutes uh, regiment, and um, and it's also because I I know them from from Discord. It's also the name of a Armor Three unit. Uh, what relation do you have between all those you know all those? parties there uh, involved um did you select the the the, the name um based on on how, how did you select the content you were you know gonna gonna produce and does it have any relationship with uh, real army three units you know well the as for the army three units you're talking about we took the names from the actual historical units I mean like the red devils they were the six urban uh, regiment from British Army, uh, so that was their nickname, and so we used it as the units used it, and with the this kind of historical units that are playing Milsim and Rain Eknund and so on, uh, the links we have is mostly uh, them asking for content that are going to fit their uh, their thematic, their operations. Yeah. So to, yeah. Uh, and well, then it depends on what we can do. Uh, recently, we had some Polish um, communities that asked us for uh, some Polish berets and helmets because the Poles uh, fight fought in uh, in British brigade uh, as paratroopers. So in the next outfix we are releasing, we have added some some headgears for the the Poles. Those units. That's gonna be awesome. We can't wait to see that. Um, Cyrus, um, why don't you go with so, the next so, question? Sorry, sorry, I'm so quiet. I'm, I was actually just reading through the change log as you were saying that. I'm looking to see if you've got any Australian uniforms or things that got added in because I know the uh, Australians fought in Africa. It's not yet in. Uh, we have plans, but it's on the long run, so I can give ah, you any okay. yeah expectation. Uh, yet, I guess the Australians used mostly British gear, so it's not like you can completely, uh, especially in Africa, that the yeah, same gear. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm. But uh, uh, so, oh, sorry. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. That's fine. Oh, 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 I was just gonna move on and sort of ask a bit more about some um, some of the events that you've picked. Um, so, obviously, there's a lot of things that happened in World War Two. Lots of different, like big big uh, pivotal events and things like that. Um, do you know what really were the, the key elements that made you guys choose uh, Tobruk and uh, you're going to have to help me with this one, Flash. El, El Alamein? El Alamein. El Alamein, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> uh, the... Obviously, those are terrains. 
Mm. Uh, so when we are selecting a terrain and an asset in general, we have various uh, points of interest, such as the first, the artist motivation, because to do a terrain on three or four months work, intensive work, you have to be motivated and like the place you're going to recreate, <laughs> of course. And it's the same when you're doing a vehicle or a weapon. You have to like it and you want to play it. Otherwise, it's great. Yeah, exactly. it, can, it can get very boring and unmotivational. So this is the first uh, point. And the second point is the historical relevance and the fit into the team. So, of course, Tobruk and El Alamein are very famous battles of South Africa and it happens that those places interested two of our uh, terrain makers so we chose those we had other smaller terrain in uh, in work in progress but uh, it happened that those two were the most advanced and the most ambitious so they, are, they were kept for the update Awesome. And how did you guys uh, sort of base the, the terrains that you've made? Did you look at historical footage or um, draw satellite maps or something for, to, to draw you the terrains? Or was it more of a freehand thing? Uh, you, have the, you have multiple sources of information. Of course, you have the historical uh, pictures, the photographs, movies, etc. Uh, you have all the historical maps that are going to inform you about uh, different systems, uh, building positions, you can also find some uh, 1940s uh, aerial pictures, mostly in Europe, not in Africa yet, however. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the the modern data, so satellite uh, images and ground elevation, of course, we can reuse them as a base to work. And then it's about a mix-up between history and, and what remains today. I think I found that completely, um, completely out. I mean, it was it was completely strange to me. Like, how, where do you find all that information? Uh, those all those um, historical facts and things. Does the I mean, does the world? Does every country uh, have a record of of every war and what happened and how it was and all those pictures? Are they free to to? to get for anyone or do you have to be in a circle in a you know certain circle to be to have access to those informations uh so we have access to uh of course what is public so mostly uh, pdf files of uh, for example for weapons you have the manuals you have um, trials uh industrial trials uh, reports most of them are Russian, though. So that's why Yegor is useful to us because <laughs> he can he can read the Russian for us. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, uh, for terrains more specifically, we have access uh, in France. There is a a public uh, website that allows you to compare today's satellite image to the forties. So you have them side by side, and you can compare directly with all the bomb craters remaining and so on. That's amazing. We you, and, you need to give us that link. We'll put that in the the this, the podcast description. Yeah, sure. Yeah. To check and it, check that. And out. then you have the still for terrains. You have the archives from the British Army. Those are um, you have to pay to have access. Uh, those are just pictures of the 
from the reconnaissance planes uh, of during the World War. So you oh, have plenty cool. of June 6 pictures. Uh, most of them are not on Google, of course, or in low quality. No. So there you have them in HD. Did you, you, have, did you is... say like specifically the, the June 6, did you say? As in like from that one day? No, no, you have to, through all the war, but uh, you have plenty of aerial pictures from June 6, which of course are, are quite rare and difficult oh, okay. to get on. So you have first-hand materials of the historical data. That's amazing. And of uh, course, I've... for what we don't have, there is, the, of course, the artistical uh, choices of the artists that we are not 100% artistical and that sometimes people don't like or don't understand that you can't depict the reality as it was 100%. We're doing the maximum and then it's about playing with the uh, culture, like the Hollywood culture or the historical nerd culture or whatever to make something yeah, consistent right. in the end. Yeah, obviously right. um, the, the whole thing can't uh, be only sticky to the reality. You need to, you need to have um, some content, yeah, a, you know. A bit. Yeah, gameplay and the uh, exactly. overall looking and... Yeah, it, it needs a bit of fantasy, of course. So, yeah, I understand that. Um, coming back to the main uh, topic, um, the, the modding process, um, we said that you'd spent 18 months uh, on this, uh, this one project. Um, what are the modding process that you go through when you spend 18 months on a project like this? So uh, you have, it's not like in an industrial process, so we are quite free to go the way we want, and we are still and we are learning, of course, and we have to deal with multiple aspects. But usually, uh, someone is going to bring a subject that we have not covered in the mod, so a vehicle or an army, or in this case, it was the British army, and uh, by discussion and we are looking at, okay, what do we have already? What do we want to include? And by discussing and sharing pictures, sharing ideas, we're and doing team meetings, we are trying to narrow down the scope of what we could add. So in the case of the British Army, we were like, okay, we need a uniform, we need a, a truck, we need at least one tank, we need... Uh, uh, it would be good to have a plane and at least one terrain and we can make a thematic update. Uh, okay, well, let's focus it on what, what or mostly Europe or oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, you come, you come up with, oh, it would be good to increase the North African scope because we only have the, the Dutch Africa Corps and they don't have real enemies to fight and no real terrain to fight on. So, oh, yeah, let's do some desert stuff. And then with the desert stuff, you're like, oh, we are doing a uniform that was used in Europe too. So let's do some European stuff and and, and so on. <laughs> so you're doing meetings to say to 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 talk about. Okay, I, uh, me as an artist, I can do this. Uh, I can do this. I can do this. In the end, you have a list of assets. You try to narrow it down to make it consistent and cover a maximum. And then it's just about. Uh, uh, sharing progress, uh, adding a few stuff or removing what was too uh, too difficult or too big or whatever. Awesome. And 
and that's it. And then yeah. the, in the end, you come up with something uh, <laughs> that you can release. That's great. The, yeah, I was I was just listening to what you're saying. That's basically how um, my experience with games design stuff is. Uh, it, it, how it works in industry. Do you do you have anyone on the team who's also a game designer? Uh, we have well? we have a, a professional three artists, uh, but uh, no one okay. in the gaming industry. Okay. That's okay. So you, yeah, you've, got... you, you've hit a very similar sort of style. But I mean, with, I mean, without anyone. I mean, that's a common process to uh, get what can be done in our uh, range and how to do it, narrow stuff down and focus on what is interesting for us artists and for players to have something in the end that is interesting to play. And obviously relevant uh, due to yeah, course, the yeah. time, um, to the time period you're going to spend on on creating it and having a a uh, you know a schedule to to have updates running and and not keep the player waiting with uh, with updates. Um, Cyrus, why don't we talk about bayonets? Because that's one of the oh. exciting features uh, of uh, the of the update um alteranos what can you tell us about those they they are uh, i i'm personally i'm just going to um give you a bit of of personal experience i was uh last weekend so last week i was um participating into a pvp uh game um not going to give any names but um it was themed on the World War II with your mods, and they had implemented all the update and things. And at one point, uh, one of the team leaders was like, "Like, uh, put on your bayonets! Put on your bayonets! Uh, you can, you can stop them! You can stop them!" And I couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, can you give me and us and the people that are listening more, uh, more personal intel about the, pe- the the bayonets and how they work, how uh, how you created them, how you animated them, all that kind of thing? Uh, so yeah, they work as you were as if you would be using a, a grenade launcher. It means that you have to attach it like if it was a silencer. And then okay. you have to swap the fire mode with the base, the default key is F. Okay, so obviously you're in, I... you're in stab mode, and then you can stab. <laughs> obviously, I would never have been able to do it uh, in live action in <laughs> PvP. Okay, so I'm yeah, that's why excused. soldiers are training, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully excused. Perfect. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, the system was scripted by Kirk and Roman, and Q, who are the, our main uh, scripters. Uh, but mostly Kirk, and it it came out because of course the bayonet stabbing is something typical of World War World Wars uh, one and two, mm. uh, and it's uh, uh, bricks came out. So is um, someone who knows two D two K. I'm pretty sure you all know two D two K, and uh, he, he told us, "Hey, I have uh, this uh, bayonet stab animation that." Toady is motivated and is okay to give you. And we're like, oh, okay, uh, thank you. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Um, and, uh, and we're like, so guys, do we make it the, let's say, the easy way? So it's a fake bullet that is going to go uh, two meters uh, oh, in front I of you and then, and then disappear. I hate And it's that. going to be like a pistol. 
And Kirk was like, no, 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 we're not doing this. It sucks. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm going to, thank I'm you. Going, <laughs> I'm going to write a real bayonet uh, system. And he came out with a prototype and I was like, holy shit, I need bayonets on every rifle. <laughs> so I started, we, 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 it was not planned in the beginning, but we, so we did the bay, uh, M1 Garand bayonet, the Enfield bayonets. Because we already had two of oh, them cool. that were cosmetics and they turned live. So we were like, oh, we need bayonets for everything. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Yeah. That's, oh, that's part that's, of the exciting thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was not planned in the beginning. It just came out like, <laughs> it, it was like. It's, it's completely part of the exciting things that you discover um, while you develop and you, you discover things and you're like, Oh, so stunned about things. And you say, okay, fuck the plan. Let's just implement this. This <laughs> yeah, is so I mean, cool. It took us like a good month's work. That I mean, it was not specifically, it was worked apart. But I think Kirk worked on it for a month uh, before it got really working well. And yeah, the, the system was so good that it was the, the delay. I feel you. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Um. Another feature that you implemented was white phosphor. Um, phosphorus. Yeah, I love this one so, too. <laughs> yeah, tell us more about it. So the, for those who don't know, the white phosphorus is a, a, a material that can burn without oxygen. So if you take some, if you receive some white phosphorus on your skin, it's going to uh, get inside your skin and still burn inside of your body. So it's something very deadly. It's a terrible uh, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's something terrible. It's the it's denied by most most weapons convention now. And during World War Two, it was very uh, it was used a lot uh, in bombs. So they set fires. They like the many towns in World War II got burned down by white phosphorus and it was also used as a smoke barrage because when it explodes in a projectile it's going to deploy an instant smoke and mm. so the British for example they had those little grenades of white phosphorus they would use as smoke grenades or as anti-infantry grenades they would uh, drop it into a bunker and everyone inside was going to just burn uh, like uh, because of the phosphorus, they are going to swallow it, to breathe it, and die, die from oh. it. So it's, a, it's, a, it's quite horrific. But uh, we tried to implement it uh, because the effect did exist in Armastry Vanilla game, but it was so not the, implemented. So obviously as, the smoke. The yeah, smoke only effect, the, smoke, right? the smoke effect, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, the smoke is nice, but uh, it's not dealing any damage. Uh, so again, Kirk... Uh, and the rest of the crypto team, they worked on an area of the mage, uh, but we did not make it as horrific as it's in real life. It's just something that is going to annoy you. It means that if you are uh, what if you are getting inside the smoke, the smoke, you're going to coat and receive a small amount of damage to tell you just, oh, yeah, get out of it. It's not good for you. Mm. But it's not going to recreate all the horrific part of yeah, it. Ob obviously, we don't <laughs> yeah. want to turn ARM3 into a horror game. No, that's, that's it. And that's, that's not the objective. <laughs> the plan with it is to expand it to plane bombs and mortar rounds as well. Okay, so that's exciting. Uh, that's cool. So you, you currently like um, answered my next, next question, which was uh, who created the scripting behind the, that phosphorus. So that was... Um, your your guy that you cite you you told us about just yeah, a few Kirk, months yeah. ago. 
Kirk. Um, so he's one of the main um, SQF function scripters, I guess. Yeah, he's quite an all-rounder, but mostly uh, focused on game uh, gameplay design and scripts. That's amazing. Okay, well, we need him in a future episode to come and talk about the technical <laughs> part behind all that. Um, Cyrus, go ahead with the next question. Why are you picking all the ones where I have to try and pronounce things? All right, okay. Because, so, because um... that's strategy, man. That's strategy. <laughs> Okay, um, so Tyrannus, do you do you have any footage of um, any players using the the Deg Degtiarov? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, go ahead. Did I get it? Degtiarov. The sing. The sing. <laughs> <laughs> the Degtiarov. Yeah, it's not, I don't even. It's not even a World War Two rifle, isn't it? <laughs> well, it? we don't know. You talk about it. Isn't it the PTRD you meant? Like the anti-tank? Um, anti yeah, gun? that's it. But I took the All word the from I, I took the the word from the um uh from your website. I mean that was in the text that was describing that anti-tank uh, sniper. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a typo or that's weird. Uh, uh, if you mean about the the, the change that were done to the anti tank German the Russian anti tank rifle, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, okay. That is it. Uh, so the the issue with PTRD is that it weighs a ton and it's like very long. <laughs> and uh, the thing was, people in mostly in uh, King of the Hill, they would take it as a main gun and they would just use it as a, an infantry rifle and shoot on <laughs> planes with it. And it happened a lot that they shot. Uh, fighters with the anti-tank rifle, like aiming into the air <laughs> with a 20 kilograms rifle, like it's uh, a pistol and shoot at everything. <laughs> it was, I was exactly going to ask, do you have any footage of anyone using that rifle? Like... Uh, yeah, we had, we had footage of it. Uh, so we decided to do another function, which is you can't shoot the, this PTRD anymore if you're not resting it or using the bipod. This way it avoids people like aiming into the air with it. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think I remember when I was playing the, the anti-Stasi version with, um, with IFA3. I think I do recall doing that against some German fighters that were trying to strafe us. Yeah, because... Obviously, if you want to spot something on the ground, you're not going to fly at 500 kilometers per hour. Mm. So as soon as the plane would slow down, it was shot at with by the PCRD players. And... <laughs> well, we have a community question that was uh, pushed through by uh, Tyson uh, from Discord. He reached out to me and... and um... Uh, pushed a, a question that might be related. Uh, you're going to be able to answer it. Uh, his question was, any consideration uh, to PTRD, don't know what that is, or boys, um, armor doesn't handle semi-auto anti-material rifles very nicely, so uh, a no, he, wants, he wants more firepower. So, so a bolty <laughs> would be So a bolty would be great. Sorry about stumbling about uh, on no, this that's question. Fine. So the, but... the, yeah, the PTRD is the one we have currently and the PTRS 
is uh, a, a, this quite the same rifle, but with a five or three rounds uh, magazine uh, that mm. allows you to fire a bit faster because you don't have to put a new round each time you fire. So uh, and so is the boys. The boys has a, has a, a magazine. And yeah, the, end, the British anti-tank for the early war. So for the PTRS, it's not planned. I mean, it's always opened if someone is going to do the model. Of course, it's going to be put in. Uh, but we don't have any plan right now to make the model. For the boys, we have a model, but uh, yeah, I need more time. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll take that as an answer. So basically, if I've understood everything right, uh, that big rifle is the world war ii equivalent of the 50 cal that we have in in the u.s army right now uh it would more be like the barrett yeah that that was uh, yeah, the okay. one i was thinking okay. about so the 50 cal barrett that is uh armor that's piercing an, and that's that, it that's an anti-material rifle that's rifle. amazing well i didn't know that back in in uh in world war ii they already had that kind of uh, it's masterpiece still used, it's still used by various militias or damn or i don't groups. i don't yeah. want to see footage of people getting ripped apart by, by no, the, that thing <laughs> yeah okay and we've got um we've seen footage of those bagpipes i personally think that is my favorite thing in um in the update um, I've posted content uh, this morning uh, from a guy on Twitter called Cypher. He's a Japanese guy. Uh, he's from the TRE, TRI sorry, uh, gaming community in Japan. Um, and uh, and he, was, he was like posting himself uh, doing some music, probably just like the, uh, the video that you guys posted. I don't know if that was one of your community guys yeah. or... Or, uh, or something. This is completely amazing. Tell us more about it. I mean, how is it possible to script? Um, I mean, I, I would guess how to do it, but maybe not uh, the people that are listening. How do you have a, pi a bagpipe scripted uh, for you to actually make music in Armour 3? That's amazing. So the, the script was made by Lexman. So he's our sound artist, and I, I'm not. I did not look too that much into it, but as far as I understood, he just recorded uh, with his sound design stuff uh, the note, various notes that he mixed into bagpipe sounds, and then he scripted uh, just the keyboard actions on the numpad to have three octaves. Yes, exactly the English. Okay. Yeah, and you can swap between the octaves and all the notes, and you can play like this. Of course, it's best. I think I have looked at this footage, and I think the guy is using a macro because it's quite hard to, or you have to learn it by heart and be quite efficient. But if you want to be fast, the best is to write a macro. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I don't know if Cipher from Twitter did that uh, by hand or with a macro, but I mean. I'm I'm calling out to the community. I want a bagpipe contest. The guy that can film his fingers doing a actual footage of <laughs> of, uh, of a real music on a bagpipe. Oh man, I want this guy on the show talking about it. But this is just uh, how mind blowing modding is to me. Is completely amazing. That's why I did not tell the bagpipe was my 
most uh, favorite asset because I played a few co-op with my friends already and every time they just play backpipes <laughs> for two hours and it's oh awful. my god <laughs> that must be so annoying okay well talking about music um we uh well Q not to to cite any names but Q uh told me about some future uh project that uh Uh, your guy that recorded those those bagpipe bagpipes uh, music um, notes. Sorry, his can you can you tell me his nickname? I can't read it. Uh, Lakesman. 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 Okay. Lakesman. Yeah. Well, uh, he obviously has some projects in the future or something. What can you talk, tell us about all that? Uh, he is current. I mean, the thing that's public, so I can say it. Uh, he's recording the. Is um, making new sounds. So he already released a weapon, weapon sounds. Uh, but maybe a year ago, mm. uh, we had this big update, uh, sound update, and is so he's reworking most of these sounds, and he's also expanding more and more vehicles with new. Um, I don't know the technical word for it, but new sound sources uh, and new features like he added the uh, open bolt. It means that some weapons are firing with the bolt uh, open. And so th huh? between the moment you press the trigger and the moment the gun is going to fire, there's a slight delay of the bolt closing. So he added this. He's currently working on improving the tank sounds, so like um, ricochets, impacts, uh, engines, uh, oh, and of course cool. the guns and carrier exterior sounds, etc., etc. So it's an enormous work, and which could not be uh, finished for Desert Rats, but it's going to be finished. Uh, Well, well, well I, I must, I must say, this sounds completely uh, uh, super exciting. I can't wait to to hear all the the sounds that this genius of sound can can produce. Uh, I mean, mm. I have the most extend respect for a guy that scripted a a backpipe. Uh, so <laughs> obviously, this guy for me is is just awesome. I, I can't wait to see what he's gonna improve in the whole sound pack. That you guys are going to publish in a, in a few months or weeks or whenever you're going to do that, um, I, I can't wait for it. That's amazing. What what other things can you tell us about what what's coming? Uh, I know a lot of things are, you know, they're they're um, they're a bit secret. Um, you obviously for for obvious reasons you don't want to give uh, leads on the the updates that are coming. Uh, but um, but where is going? Where is the mod going? I've heard about some Ostfront. What is Ostfront, and can you talk about that? Uh, yeah, we are quite open on what is going to be up in the future, as much as we can. Uh, the um, so we released a roadmap, which is of course completely deprecated because we went out of delay. <laughs> <laughs> but the ten the tens. Uh, the them uh, thematic updates are still <laughs> still uh, planned. Uh, so of course, currently we are uh, reassessing everything. So we have meetings to reorganize and make the transition work between you named Ostfront. Ostfront is a thematic update. It's going to bring new content. 
this content has to be created as for the desert rats and so on. So in between, you want to fix bugs. You want to include what wasn't near, uh, what was not finished yet for desert rats. You want to improve some models. You want to improve some functions and so on and blah, blah, blah. So you have to reorganize the team for the transition between two big updates, of course. Okay, so uh, the, so the, the latest... So the latest hotfix that you published uh, just after the main release was part of that process of, of fixing bugs and, and uh, preparing the terrain for, uh, for the next updates. For yeah, the next and we are, we are still to update uh, probably tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Uh, um, a new update with a, a very tiny bit of content and new stuff you will see the change log is going to be published very soon yeah we can't we can't wait to read that and uh so that's a message for the the guys that are listening um this week so obviously because you're you'll you guys will be listening to this on monday today um uh, probably today then <laughs> so probably today probably tomorrow or this week if there's a, a bit of delay but um so a new update is coming so prepare your servers to uh, update your mods and, and your servers. And, and um, then just maybe to, to answer more closely to our, your question about yeah. the Ostfront. Uh, Ostfront is uh, supposed to be more Russian-focused. Uh, of course, the Russian, because of the history of Iron Front, have a very developed faction and very complete. But they are getting quite old and some quite iconic stuff are not uh, portrayed. Uh, namely, namely the Telograica uniform, which is one of my plans. We also have a, a, a new tank, a new plane, stuff like this. We, of course, announce later, but uh, that's the plan. Of course, it's uh, on the long run. You must uh, understand that it's it could be four, six, eight months. Who knows? <laughs> but of course, we'll still update in the meantime. It's not like... Obviously, but, I yeah. think the, the whole community is uh, grateful for your awesome work. And uh, we, we can all wait for a few months. And uh, we will all be playing on the Desert Rats update uh, until then. Um, I think we, we've done a lot of content here. Uh, Cyrus, can you go with the next question? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, obviously armor's changed a lot since you guys started this project. Um, there's been a lot of different DLCs that have come out and all of the platform updates that came with it. Um, do you, how much do you think that the, the evolution of armor in the past few years has, um, helped or shaped the way that you guys create your new content? Um, well, first as, as a player, I'm quite uh, impressed by the, uh, evolution over years, especially in terms of optimizations with the 64 bytes and so on. Yeah. Uh, and as a modder, I would say that uh, we have, as much as we can, we try to influence and bring feedback on the, en uh, on the engine side of things. You have the player feedback, but then you have the modder feedback on, okay, this particular system needs improvement or... Uh, this code isn't good or this code isn't working and so on. And overall, the new DLCs, they add a new layer of complexity. And also, 
on in the change log you have many lines on engine change that no one is reading or no one is understanding or doesn't have the perception of what is the impact of the game but on those lines sometimes we have some good invest ad, advance advances sorry that help us of course to bring the the, the mod to a, a higher quality level and uh that's quite sad that the game is already in the uh, in the, in late late, late years <laughs> because there's so much more to improve but yeah. <laughs> I, I i do think that we all feel that the same um the the game five years ago um i i feel like we're just saying this over and over but uh people know how we feel uh bohemian knows how we feel uh, we all feel the same that the actual state of the game should have been the uh, release state um Five years I would ago. not say should have been because Arma has its own history of being messy and buggy mm. and so on. And uh, I, I quite think the opposite is that like, they did a great job to erase most of this history of Arma being laggy and AI being retarded and so on. Oh, well, that's not going to do far. <laughs> I, I, my, my biggest fear is that this uh, this progress here is lost on the next uh, episode. Yeah, because yeah. Our, 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 our must we reached a level of completion that completion that wasn't reached by any other title before, except maybe Flashpoint. Uh, Hell yeah! Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you can. It would not have been possible to reach this state in the release date. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's if you look at the difference between Alpha Armor 3 and Armor 2, there's just so much that was added in there, and it's just been more and more ever since as things have been added in as we went. Alteranos, can you tell us more about something that I've seen uh, these past two, two days, I think? Don't know, don't really remember when you posted that on Twitter. That's kind of my bonus question before we. Uh, get into the final phase of, of this interview of this podcast the kilt boy what <laughs> what the fuck is this i saw that what? <laughs> I, I saw that picture on your account you personally posted that on your uh, twitter account uh is that part of the update and uh, i mean what the fuck is this <laughs> that's the kilt <laughs> yeah, i know about uh, yeah. the kilt but i mean i mean he, he looks weird <laughs> Like, like the kilt is weird. <laughs> I don't know. No, the, yeah. the, you know, the, it's it's a combination of things. Uh, a guy, I mean, a guy wearing a kilt. I'm not gonna insult our friends uh, from north of France uh, and in Britain. They wear the kilt perfectly well. I love them, and I'm not going to say stupid things about them. But um, this mixed up with the dumb face of an armadillo <laughs> model really brought a uh, uh, you know a picture that was really weird. I mean, uh, that that guy just looked dumb. Oh man, yeah, I, 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 because I, I just he, opened it. His balls are, are quite cold. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. He's staring off a million miles into the distance. Uh, no, the the thing is, I did the try uh, locally to do a kilt. I had uh, previous experiences working on something that people are going to cry when I'm going to name it, but the great coats. 
And uh, the wait, issue. Wait, wait, wait. What is that? Sorry. The great coats, you know, the the overcoat uh, oh, made of yes. uh, of wool. Oh, okay. So okay. That's where okay. they were released once in work in progress states by mistake, and when we removed them, people just cried for, and they're still crying. And where are my great coats? Blah, blah, blah. But uh, the, my experience is that it's really a bitch to animate, and it looks really crappy. And I wanted to try the kilt. And I got the same result of uh, jerky animation. It doesn't look good and so on. Mm. But I shared it as, as mo mostly as a troll on IFA3 Discord saying, <laughs> oh, I did this kill, but it looked like shit. So I'm going to remove it and <laughs> I'm going to ditch that. And people just went completely crazy. Like, no, don't ditch it. I want the kill. Oh. <laughs> so I kept working on it and posted this. Uh, picture on Twitter, and so now I have to finish it because I teased too much. <laughs> I'm I'm completely sure that the same guys that said don't ditch it and uh, create that kilt were the same buggers <laughs> that were uh, playing bagpipe for two hours in your operations. Yeah, probably <laughs> the same kind. <laughs> okay, well we've got more intel on that. Uh, we now know who is the kilt boy, uh, and we I mean. Man, uh, are you really planning on, on when, do you know when you're going to release that? The kilt? Yeah, the kilt. Uh, we have, uh, you know, you might not know it, but we have a public Trello board for mm -hmm. the Desert Rats. So people yeah. could follow the development live and all the process and so on. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a column named Outfix One. So it's not going to be the first Outfix, but it's the remaining content that we want to have in the desert rats uh, and that did not make it and so I want to release it alongside some uh, new content okay so that's that, so that's coming really soon yeah and uh, coming I don't know what weeks or months is yeah a few a few few weeks yeah. from now anyways yeah, let's just uh, uh, be blurry blurry about it um, when okay, it's done, so, yeah. When it's done, that's perfectly uh, I, I fine. I was going to say that's the best policy. Yeah, that's that's currently the uh, Armor Three uh, Bohemia Interactive Dev Teams uh, policy. Uh, the, the thing is, we <laughs> did we did once uh, announce a release date, which was for the Airborne update, and it was to be released on June five uh, of two thousand seventeen, or yeah, or eighteen. I don't remember. Uh, but when you announce the release date, it's, the crunch is even harder, so we don't announce anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, don't do that. Um, okay, well, it was it was a great, great, great podcast, and we are going to end it with some very quality questions here. Um, how do you feel after five years of experience on, on Armor 3? How do you feel about Armor 3? How do you feel about your project? And we actually have a question that was um, sent by a community member that is called Happily Demonic War Machine. He reached out on Discord. Um, what inspires you to do all this and what still inspires you to uh, keep on and keep going on? Uh, at first, it was playing the content I added or edited. And also the fact that I'm quite an historical nerd about World War II. Uh, and then I like also to create stuff and 
express myself uh, freely. And what inspires me now is maybe the making like you have all these community aspects of uh, people enjoying and I like people having fun with the content I create. So as long as people are playing, I think I'm, I'm quite happy to create it and I play it myself, but less and less. And I like to see people sharing stupid pictures of bagpipes or kilts or... <laughs> Only natural, and uh, I I completely feel you there. Uh, that's, that's why social, that's yeah. so, like social accomplishment, mm -hmm. or yeah, that's the fuel of any content creator. I think uh, is really seeing the community enjoy what you're doing, and uh, and I mean I'm I'm experiencing on on my small level um, that kind of thing. It's it's thrilling, and it drives you to create more things and and get better at what you're doing. I completely feel you in that. Um, what do you see, what would you like to see coming in Armour 3 uh, before it's, its dying point or in Armour 4 uh, in the future? Uh, a feature, a, a, a mod, a content, whatever. Uh, Armour 3, I would have been able to answer, but I have not think about it for a while. So I'd say maybe... Pff, Better physics. <laughs> like the thing I fix the physics. Last week as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the last week answer as well. Okay. Yeah. And for Ama4, uh, I'd like them to keep that quality standard. And uh, most of all, I'd like them to have more streamlined tools because uh, when your motor for Ama is really exhausting and your last question was, how do you feel about Armastry about five uh, after five years of existence? I feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> because, That's an amazing answer. Yeah, modding is very uh, very tedious, and I'd like them to make something much more easy to work with. So tools then. Yeah, the better tools. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I feel you. Okay. Go take this next one, Flash. I'm yeah. not sure about it. Um, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so what else can you reveal about the project, about, um, your future plans, maybe the roadmap? Um, what are your thoughts about the infusion engine that's coming up? Uh, all that kind of thing. Uh, the, about the roadmap, uh, as I said, we are still evaluating the, what we can do this year and. And in the future, uh, we have always been upfront about bringing the high-quality textures uh, available. As you know, we are limited uh, legally by the previous authors <clears throat> uh, to release their HD content in a commercial uh, release. So we are still working on that. And as, an, as a creator, I don't like playing my own content in shitty 1K textures. <laughs> and uh, then about Enfusion, I don't know. As I said, the only thing I want is good tools. And if they do this with PBR render, I'm happy. <laughs> okay, I feel you. Well, um, I personally hope to see that Enfusion uh, engine really blasting uh armor for or i mean i don't know the the 
the next armor uh, game into a whole new dimension. Um, that's that's something really exciting. And I say it again: we really need a a uh, Daisy or armor. I mean, Bohemia Interactive um, engine developer to come and talk about it because I want to know more about it. <laughs> um, I've heard through uh, through through Q we were talking about because we have we have the the same topics that we uh, we cover. Um, I'm a lot in PvP myself, and he mentioned some projects in a few months uh, release um, related to PvP, uh, maybe game modes. I don't know what kind of information can you give us uh, uh, on that topic. We have been working. Uh, before the uh, Desert Rats crunch, we were working and they are quite complete and almost ready. We need just need more scenarios, basically. But uh, we w made two new PvP game modes, which are um, the Rush game mode from Battlefield. So you have to... Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to capture sectors and... Yeah, I participated in the, in the alpha testing of, uh, of the, the game mode. Yeah, you have to put some bombs and it breaks a sector and you can attack the next sector. And the other one is the search and destroy mod. So it's, uh, if you played Call of Duty 1, it's the it's literally the same thing. It's also the same as a bit like Counter-Strike, but without the bomb being dropped. And so you have two objectives and you have to, as attacker, you have to destroy one of the two. And as defender, you have to defend your two objectives. Uh, of Got course, so... no respawn. Uh, you die during the round. You're round out. Fin yeah, you're out until the next one. Got, got it. Okay, so, uh, so two new game mode. Well, not completely new because the rush uh, game mode was actually um, uh, taken from an, a developer. I don't know if you you yeah yeah that's a uh, developer uh, yeah yeah in in the team, but it's a uh, rework of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a rework of an existing. And the uh, SND is brand new and something more. Uh, Made more for the milsim community. Yeah, completely. Yeah, uh, I feel you on that. Um, and uh, I was talking about um, PvP with uh, Q because he's, you know, as you said, you're missing maybe one or two more game modes. Um, and we're uh, currently discussing um, uh, ESM's matter. ESM that I'm part of is creating a, a new game mode uh, that's called, um, well, a new game mode. I'm, I'm understanding myself. Uh, capture and hold. Uh, we will rework. We are reworking. Sorry, the the, the game mode, and and we're going. We're, we are going to publish that um, in a few months as well. Yeah, and yeah. Um, obviously, we we are going to mod it because we feel like the the modding community. I mean, the the community that plays with mods really re request that and. Uh, and so we're, you know, talking about things that uh, could be related uh, yeah. between your mod and, and our game mode. Uh, well, I think that the big flow of Arma has always been the accessibility of servers and definitely having more game modes uh, included directly in the, in the mods could improve this because usually you're like, I have to find a server, I have to find a game mode, I need a combination of modes, I need the game mode itself. It's Yeah, like, multiple mm, variables. Yeah, and it's very it hard to, yeah. It, it complicates things. Yeah, I, I fully understand you there. Yeah. And when, yeah, yeah and, and completely, yeah. Um, I feel like 
um, the uh, Bohemia has tried to do that. Uh, yeah, with, with Warlords, uh, of course. Yeah, with Warlords, but that's been a success. But we we can name other game modes, uh, especially one tank game mode that have uh, not been a success at all. Mm. Uh, but they've tried to do exactly what you were talking about. It is. Uh, have an update and a game mode inside that update to you know push new content out to the community some work some don't you know it's going to be the same uh, i the think time. that they have the same limits as a mod team that they need programmers they need new systems and need resources yeah resources that they don't have because they need to bring in money so they have to change projects and manage their teams with an industrial uh, aspect that we don't have as models so, uh, of course, we try to provide feedbacks and so on, but they are still limited by their company's uh, status. Mm-hmm. I get yeah, and I'm I'm gonna get you started on a topic that I I was um I I really wanted you to to explore is VR. What do you what do you uh, think about VR and how do you um how do you see it coming? in the Armour series, sorry, and maybe for, for the World War II mod? Uh, the first time I used the VR stuff, I got sick. <laughs> Only natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's normal. That uh, it was a long time ago. So I used the last technologies uh, a few months ago, and I'm still very annoyed by the movement. I mean, like, it's very interesting to have it on your eyes. You can make a gun controller quite easily. I've seen videos of the American army where they have a, an M16 with buttons. It's like a gamepad looking like an M16 and converted oh, into okay. in-game movement. But there's still this fucking issue of the, the movement. Like, you like in VR for now, you have to teleport everywhere. And as long yeah. as they won't just replace the teleport by a gamepad to move your legs. <laughs> Uh, VR is going to stay no-go for me, at least in infantry. And for vehicles, I'm still using the track IR, so I don't feel the need of having a VR helmet. The resolution is too low. Mm. Do you think Do you think um, uh, Bohemia is going to explore those uh, those possibilities in future releases? Mm, not as long as the VR is not going to be more mainstream. So it it needs a, a real upgrade before uh, yeah, it's, companies it's, like Bohemia really explore that possibility. Yeah, more on like on the market side of things, you know. Mm, you have to uh, you have to sell it at, at the end. So yeah, you can do it if it's going to be obviously, for... yeah, ob- obviously if if uh, the client has to uh, buy a eight hundred euro. Yeah, headset to to play um htc vive i'm not gonna give any names haha but um but yeah it, it's obviously an issue um there's there's gonna be ha- there's yeah. there has to be some improvements and uh i mean they and, are going of course they're going to or, or it's not bohemia but the the sister company b sims is going to experience is going to work on it and expand it for the armies and so on but before it reached the Market, it's it's not not yet ready. I don't think it's ready yet. I I don't know if you know, but uh, Bissim is not even Bohemia anymore. Yeah, I know it's, it's not it's anymore. Been, yeah, yeah, it's been yeah, sold. They uh, share some, you know, technologies. Yeah, obviously. So. Yeah, 
Well, that's that's was news to me a few months ago. I I learned that uh, Bohemia, I mean Marek, uh, was uh, had had sold the yeah the it's the company. Completely to, independent yet? Yeah, uh, it's no, completely so. independent now. Um, Cyrus, the next question is yours, man. That is your <laughs> your question, my friend. It is. It is. All right. Um, what's your your armagasm moment that you've had most recently? Sort of like one of the one of those moments where you're you're just sort of playing and something happens and you go, yeah, that's that's my reason that I play armor. This is that's why I get into these games. <laughs> uh, we were in uh, World War Two PvP on Iron Front, so something very milsim with no indicators, uh, no third person uh, anchor. Ace and so on, so as immersive as possible, mm-hmm. no radios and so on. And we were infiltrating next to a road uh, in the bushes. We were crawling for like ten minutes, and above us was a dogfight with Junkers uh, oh, and cool. uh, so the, some players were were fighting. And at some point, we had a T thirty four behind us crossing a big open field and it was like he was not aware that a panther was at the end of the of the open field <laughs> oh, a big german tank with a big gun that it was completely out, outclassed and the panther did not see it and the tank moved 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 and then he took a round he started to cook off and we were like stuck in our bushes because the panther was putting its mgs just above our heads with all the Bullets doing, and we're like, oh fuck, we're fucked in the middle of nowhere. And then a Stuka started to notice the P34, and it got bombed by 20 millimeters bombs, <laughs> uh, Panther shells, um, MG fires, and there was this one crew that survived the initial attack that ex- that bailed out of the T34, and he started. Doing, doing serpentine in the middle of <laughs> no man's land, being surrounded <laughs> by Stuka fires and blah, 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 blah. And we were like, oh, he's going to die, he's going to die. And well, he, he survived quite a long time before dying. And we were like all spectators and totally out of control and like, oh, we are doomed. <laughs> we have no more tanks. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> that, that must have been super stressing for that guy <laughs> running like hell like oh my god well, i gonna... don't think he had the time to stress that much. <laughs> oh so oh, he didn't especially with stukas they're so scary sounding. yeah so, so so he didn't survive very long that no, means... no 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 <laughs> uh, like a few seconds and then of course we died because we were in that next to that road and we had no more support and when we came by the punter it was like hello <laughs> <laughs> Okay, got you. Well, that that's part of the moments that we love. Um, if if you've got some footage of that, we'd love to see it. Yeah, of course, it's recorded. Uh, and obviously, it's link it. Well, send send us a link. We'll put that oh, in, right. in the description. We like uh, our uh, listeners to you know uh, see what we're talking about, and obviously, we like to uh, look into what we're talking about and. Uh, and it's always, you know, a good laugh, um, plus uh, memorable moments that we all love and remember. Uh, Armor Three, I think, have um, has changed, you know, a lot of gaming life um, all around it. I am probably one of the best examples. My whole gaming life it has been dedicated to Armor Three, uh, to uh, to the Armor series. Sorry. 
Um, so yeah, those moments really count and we like uh, people to see them uh, and we like to share them with, uh, with the listeners. So we'll put a link in the description. Um, and our last but not least question is how can people reach out to you? Uh, I mean, platforms, Discord, website, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, quite like almost every network out there. So Discord, uh, YouTube, Twitter. We have a website, World War II in A3.com. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, so we prefer the Discord, of course, because we can uh, have time and it's a direct chat. And <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. you that Discord is, is amazing for that. So we have all the links. We'll be putting uh, all those links in the description for everyone. Um, and I think, Cyrus, we can call this a day. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for listening to this amazing episode with the AF, A, I'm going to do this again. AFA3 um, no, project lead. I think we, we can we can call you project lead, right? Uh, not the, the one, but uh, I'm part one of, of, one part of, of the, the ones. <laughs> one, of the, one of the leading elements of the mod. Uh, I hope that you all learned a lot of things on this new update and on uh, how the AFA3 mod works and modding team works. Um, Stay tuned. Uh, we've got some uh, exciting content coming up uh, next week. Uh, I personally have um, uh, paused my uh, PvP shows every uh, Wednesday. Uh, not Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, no, Friday. Sorry. Uh, because I lack the content and I'm just not going to uh, speak uh, some wind uh, just for the fun of it. So I'm waiting for new content, new events uh, PVP wise to come up and I'll be sharing that content with you. If not, see you next week and next Monday for the next episode. Thank you. Altaranos, for giving yes, us this, uh, this amazing opportunity. Uh, we hope to obviously have you, uh, very quickly in the, in the near future to, uh, talk about, uh, armor three in general, maybe, uh, the, the next updates. Uh, we're very excited to see what's coming. Um, thanks Cyrus. As always, for being part of this team, this is this show is amazing, and I hope that the listeners obviously uh, love it. Yeah, me too. That would be that would be kind of awkward if they didn't. Well, I hope not. Anyways, <laughs> thanks to everyone. Thanks, Elteranos. Thanks, thanks, Cyrus. Thanks for your um, have my pleasure. Obviously, um, have a good week, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.